Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's go to Hotline and welcome to the show for the very first time. This is the very funny John Mulaney. John, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? Good, good to have you on the uh, on the program. Uh, John, you you started as a uh, as a writer for Saturday Night Live. Was that your first big gig? No, I mean I was doing stand up for about uh, five or so years before SNL. But then I that was the first time uh, I could like pay my taxes and stuff. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by <laughs> big gig. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I mean. Big bigger payday. And did you want to do that when you were doing stand up? You know, I never, I, I, there was a point where I was doing stand-up on the road and my friends would audition for SNL and I would never do that and I would never get asked to. Or And I thought, I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to work there. Just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. Uh, and then I got a call on a Tuesday to audition for the show on Thursday. Wow. Like in two, yeah. They had seen me on Conan, on NBC, late night Conan. They said, uh, come in and audition in less than 48 hours. I auditioned just by doing stand-up. They liked it, but they said no to being a cast member, but they asked me to be a writer. So it was in like 72 hours. I just went, okay, I'm going to cancel all these stand-up dates, and I'm going to write there for one year and see what happens. And I stayed for about four and a half years. Is it? Is it when you look back on it now? I mean, it's so weird. Depending on who you talk to, we've had writers, we have cast members. Some people look on it as such fond memories, and some people are like it was the worst hell I've ever been through. I I, I had a good experience. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, it's like it's like being in a submarine. If you just like being in a submarine, you'll thrive. If you don't like submarines, you'll hate it. <laughs> it's intense, and you're with everybody. 24 hours a day and we would write together for hours and hours and I had so much fun doing that and, and I also like that kind of thing like I like being a vampire and being up all night and so it uh oh if you're a young if you're a young guy in New York writing for Saturday Night sure. Live I would Hell spend yeah. 24 hours a day doing that I would think that'd be the greatest gig now if I'm like yeah I'm like, there was nothing else to do and it was the best excuse in the world you know you never uh, had to be at a wedding you didn't want to be at. You never had to uh, yeah. go anywhere you didn't want to because you could just go, sorry, I got the show. It was as if, you know, yeah. you were like a, a detective or something. <laughs> <laughs> the rest I, of the world stops. For for some yeah, reason... It's like, look, I got, I'm working a case. I can't do it. <laughs> go, okay. I, I've been up to uh, SNL twice this year, and I went to the after party, and you could right away pick out the writers. They're all in their early 20s, and they're the only ones like wearing pajamas or dumb hats. They are. <laughs> there is a fine line between nerd gamer and SNL writer. Uh, yeah, there was. A, uh, it, it it changes. I mean, there's a lot of different types. There's stand-ups, and then there were uh, sort of people like pure writers who'd written at Harvard and stuff. And what was funny was that it was like the intersection of those people becomes the staff always. Yeah, you have people that at age 17 were accepted by Harvard University and you have people who at age 17 had like a baby and were hosting <laughs> at like <laughs> bananas in Cincinnati. <laughs> so, 
it's a cool it's a cool intersection. Now they, uh, you co-created Stefan, one of the greatest uh, Bill Hader uh, ca- uh, characters. Uh, yeah, Bill and I, Bill and I came up with that and wrote that for. I guess we did it like eighteen times in the end. You know, I remember we, the second time we did it, we thought, oh, I wonder if we'll do this again." You know, repeating. Or I don't know if we should repeat it. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> it, we did it eight. I, do you sit there and go, what more can we do for this? Make it the craziest thing. And like, I, like at I loved point at a certain point. I knew we were going to do more. So I started keeping just a list of things that would come to mind because I thought, okay, we'll probably do another one of these. Yeah. Right. Well, that became and one of those, ca- had like an endless list. That became one of those reoccurring characters that SNL didn't have for a while, but it was like when John Lovitz used to do The Devil on Weekend Update. <laughs> you know, so it became one of those ones where you were you wanted to see every time Weekend Update came up, you wanted to see Stefan. It was cool. It became a thing that people were pretty excited about, which it was such a weird character uh, that we were really pleasantly surprised people liked it. When you are there now, okay, so is it? But does it bother you that like when you create a Stefan? character or co-create it and then all of a sudden uh, Bill is is making movies and getting all this big money and you're like wait a second I'm good looking too what's going on what's going on here no I mean I could have never done the care I could have come up with jokes but it's you know he was the person that made the character what it was yeah I don't I mean specifically for, the, for the merchandise I'm, I'm angry about the merchandising. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's these, I saw this bobblehead on Seth Meyers desk and I thought, I didn't get a piece of that. Like, what's going on here? You, you seem perfect for one of those shows. Uh, like a, like a, you know, tall late night talk show. Is that something you wanted to do? I do have brown hair. Yeah. Have brown hair. <laughs> you look like talk show, like right now at your age, you're a talk show host. And when you're like in your sixties, you could be any movie president. I thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Although it always throws me off in a movie when there's a president and he has a different name than the president we have at the time. Whenever they're like, you know, there's a meteor coming, like call President Stone. I'm always like, there's no president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taken out of the movie immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, I look, I look like a talk show host. Yeah. There's like, there's like a hundred talk show hosts now. I know. I don't even. I, I, what would you possibly do if you were gonna, you know? You could have, you could have uh, taken the Daily Show for the unfunny kid that they're giving it to now. Uh, you know, <laughs> Trevor Noah is a very funny guy. He's not. Funny. <laughs> He's respectfully on that. Well, and that's funny. the other thing is John's not foreign, so he can't do any talk shows. They only right. give it to foreign right people. now. Yeah. I like how quickly that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> For months, it was like only white guys get him. And now you've changed it to only foreign people. Yeah, uh, Comedy Central is so progressive. All right, so so tell me about your TV show. Who develops that? Is that something that you present to uh, the network or they say, hey, we want to build something around you? Because first of all, we know about you because we like comedy. But for people who don't know you, it's ballsy for them to just call it after you. It works for Seinfeld, but it, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of ballsy to just put it on your on you. Yeah, it, it was, uh, well, it was ballsy. In the end, it was ballsy of me to let it be called me. I, at the time, I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool. They're giving me, like, the keys to the Ferrari. But then I realized that if the Ferrari crashes, I'm the one that goes flying through the windshield. Yeah, so, right. Uh, 
it was like, oh, cool, they're letting me call it Mulaney. And then I saw billboards, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) 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 Oh, this is going to be bad. Because when people don't like the show, the sentence they write is, I hate Mulaney. (laughs) (laughs) Mulaney sucks. No, for real. Like when pe- people would go, I like sometimes people would say, I like your stand up, but Mulaney sucks. And I'd be like, I'm Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah, uh, you can't have it both ways. Did you, were you happy with the show? Or did the show what you wanted? I was really, I was, I was really happy with it. The show didn't work out that well. For, yeah. You know, for people that didn't, <laughs> for people that aren't aware, uh, it, uh, it didn't do very well. And that was disappointing, but I had so much fun making it that it's, to me, it's like, wow, that was crazy. I got to run my own network show. I got to make 13 episodes. I got to work with Martin Short and Nassim and all these great friends. And then in my mind, honestly, it's like, oh, I got to do that. And then it got to stop and I got to go back on the road. How are you comedians so... TV show, so people get a TV show want it to go on forever. Yeah. It's no way. No way. <laughs> Why? It's, comedians are the only ones who are so optimistic with when something fails. They're like, yeah, I gave it a shot, and I'm going to go back on the road and then work on I would be like on the top of the of the bridge, and I'd be like, I had a show, and it had my name on it. Now it's done. I, wanna... I got to say, once you've done stand-up, everything else is a half. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You had so much disappointment because, there. Like, you show up in, you know, I'll, I'll rent a car in Florida. I'll drive to these great theaters. I'll do a show. At the end, I get a check. That's it. Yeah. There's no network. There's no nothing. So I think comedians have, in the back of our minds, it's always like, hey, if this doesn't work, I can be at Go Bananas in Cincinnati and... (laughs) Uh, six hours and I can get paid money for doing comedy. Yeah, you always have that, um, that fallback uh, right. career but like a legit career that you can always do they can't take that away from you. And I and it also doesn't feel like a fallback. It feels like that's what I do and at the moment I'm pretending I know how to run a TV show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, I wanted to ask you who do you think is more annoyed by this? You or my dog every time he walks into the room by oh, hello... Uh, probably your dog. (laughs) (laughs) I walk around my house doing that constantly. Me and my wife do it to each other every time we walk in. What is that? It's from the Kroll show. It's too much tuna. The Uh, prank show that John and Nick had. That is the funniest goddamn thing. Uh, If you guys just, if you just did an entire show of that, I would watch that. Well, we are, uh, um, I, you know, uh, oh, say it. You I'll can say it. Blow it. Right here. By the way, I have no, this is not like a, a, a spoiler. There's no plans for this, and no one's giving us money yet. But <laughs> I, my dream is to do Oh, oh Hello on Broadway. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be great. Call like, TMZ. I'm like, I'm like those two uh, Upper West Side. New York City characters. I was like, I want, I want them on Broadway, even if it's for a week. I just want a poster that says "Oh, hello on Broadway." <laughs> it's fantastic. I love John's short-term goals for his success. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do one season of my own show, one week yeah. on Broadway. Uh, one week on Broadway and a poster. That's all I want. John Mulaney is a very funny comedian. You'll have an opportunity to see him at Ruth Eckert Hall. He'll be here on Saturday, May 2nd. You can go to RuthEckertHall.com to get tickets. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of... Uh, comedy on satellite radio the first time i heard your bit about ice tea and law and order was freaking hilarious 
Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, John's a very funny comedian. Whether whether you saw Mulaney and you thought it sucked, or whether you never heard of it before, go see him. His comedy is great. Uh, all right, so so out on the road, you'll do this, then a week on Broadway, and then what? Well, I'm taping a special uh, for a new special on May 30th in Chicago, Illinois, where I grew up, which will be awesome. And uh, then I'm I'm going on the road in London, uh, London, and then Dublin, and then um, uh, let's see, that'll be throughout the summer. And then uh, I have no idea. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I'm going to take that that comedy around the world. Check out Europe for a little while. You bring your uh, your hot wife with you because let me tell you, people are googling your wife. Because when I Googled John Mulaney, there is a sub-subject that comes up that says John Mulaney's wife. Uh -huh. So, of course, I had to click on that and look at it, and bravo, my man. Well, I'll I'll wake her up right now and say <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, or you can just tweet pictures of her. Whatever works out better for you. Hey, go see uh, John Mulaney Saturday, at Ruth Eckhart, Saturday, May 2nd at Ruth Eckert Hall. John, it was good to talk to you, man. I appreciate you calling. It was great to talk to you guys. Uh, I'll see y'all at uh, May 2nd. We'll be out there. Thank you. There you go, John Mulaney. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.